and welcome to the ArborPod Detective Denjo series. Today's guest is Guy Mayor in The Case of the Wondrous Washboard. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arbor Culture. Yes, it's amazing, the TV infomercial proclaimed. Just put our belt on, plug it in, and it will exercise your abdominal muscles while you relax. In just two weeks, you'll have washboard abs, rippling six-pack abs. You'll be the hottest hottie on the beach with your money back. Coded put down his fork, popped open another can of root beer, and reached for the phone. I grabbed the remote and hit the mute button. You're not ordering another one of those get-strong-quick gizmos, are you? I asked. Kodit's ears turned red as he set down his soda. Your exercise machine is full of spider webs, and that case of protein powder is buried behind the seat of your truck. What makes you think this scheme will work? But it's guaranteed, my assistant protested. This machine's harmonic oscillations electronically stimulate the abdominal muscles to harden like steel. All you have to do is plug it in and make three easy payments. Yes, we've heard that before. I shook my head. If it works, they would have proven it with independent research. What data did they show in that commercial? Kodit's retort was cut short by the telephone. Detective Dendro solving Tree's mysteries, I answered. Oh, Detective, I'm so glad you're there. Her voice sighed gratefully. My beech tree, Thagus grandifolia, has had fill dirt on the trunk for 19 years. We removed what we could, but now these growths on the other side of the trunk look bigger. I found nothing on the internet, and the university foresters surveying my hemp locks for adelgids didn't know what to make of them. My Australian landscaper, Chamomile Dundee, gave me your number. Dundee's back around. That's great. I haven't seen him since we swung around in that Tasmanian eucalyptus, I exclaimed. If my assignment is to assess your tree's condition and review management options with you, I gladly accept. We can pick up Cam on the way. She accepted our terms, gave us her address, and we were off. As we drove up the steep driveway, I could see the bright green crown of the beach overspreading the roof like a huge living umbrella. Kodit and Chamomile grabbed the diagnostic gear as I approached the door. Thank you so much for coming so quickly. I'm Wanda Waverly. I'll get my shoes on and meet you out back. We wove our way through the landscape to the cooling shade of the straight-stemmed beech tree. A column of bulges ran up the backside of the trunk away from the house, but the front side was fairly smooth. Must be sapsuckers, spirapicus various, Coded said. They were feeding on the backside because they are shy. Those horizontal bulges are made by the tree in response to the bird's barrier-breaking beak tapping sapwood and eating cambium. Over time, the holes are smoothed over by layers of new tree tissue. I haven't seen a lot of bird activity, Wanda said, twirling her fingers skyward. The former owners used radios for long-range communication. Maybe they attached antenna to this tree with semicircular clamps. Or could it be a genetic mutation that is only expressed on one side of the trunk? Or burls made by wasps laying eggs? There are two feet of fill dirt on the house side. We cleared some away last fall. Dundee pointed to the excavation with his boot. Could decay under the clay be causing the bulges, detective? I like your down-to-earth approach, Cam, I smiled. Wanda, I see some green onions in your vegetable patch. Mind if I sample some while I consider all these possibilities?
tasty, I said as I chewed the juicy greens and studied the tree. The bulges appear too smooth and blemish-free to be related to decay, and the wood sounds solid when I strike it with the mallet. The bulges seem too wide and irregular to be from birds or fasteners, and too big to be from wasps. The mutation theory was close. It was probably a change on the cellular level, but it was due to mechanical, not genetic, factors. Here's my theory. Under wind loading, the tree bent forward into the opening created by clearing for construction. This bending stretched the fibers on the back, or tension side, of the trunk, stimulating the tree to add more reaction wood tissue. Strong gusts of wind pulled the crown downward, stretching tissues and triggering this terrific reaction. I pulled out my laser pointer and fired a green dot at a high union. Coded, how about setting a line on that limb and giving this tree a crude pull test? Coded's first shot was perfect, the bag pulling the quarter-inch, or 63-millimeter, 7,400-pound test rope through cleanly. He pulled hard and harder still, then took a running start and jumped off the slope, tugging the tip of the limb downward. The trunk bent slightly near the top of the column of bulges. Check out the washboard pattern like the muscles on a well-exercised abdomen, Chamomile said, thumping his belly. Reaction wood grows in different patterns according to external loads and internal genetics. As patterns of loading change, a tree adds to its natural system of support by forming reaction wood. According to traditional teachings, angiosperms like beech tend to form compression wood that pushes back under the lean, and gymnosperms form tension wood behind the lean that pulls back against it. These may be general tendencies which must not be rigidified. Rules are too absolute for Mother Nature, as Dr. Shigo and I used to say. Trees are not limited by the limitations of our thinking. Angiosperms can form reaction wood against tension, cutting a wedge out of a bulge with a saw or removing a cylinder with an increment corer might help support this theory by exposing annual rings to that growth. Wanda can consider whether the need to know is worth the wounding. Some eucalypts in Australia have braided patterns, adding all kinds of reaction wood. Look at these pictures here on my phone. Fascinating, Coded said, scrolling through the images. There must be magic in Myrtaceae, the eucalyptus family. I'll be looking for those amazing growths and more when we go down under next year. We'd love to show you our arboreal wonders, Dundee grinned. But for now, the field dirt on the stem hinders our inspection, so we must remove the rest of it and find the flare. Excavation is also necessary to inspect the condition of the buttress roots. Coded grumbled as he pulled out the shovel. No worries, mate. I'll take the other side, the Aussie arborist volunteered. He used the pick end of the mattock first, probing carefully for big roots to avoid damage beyond the scope of our work. They excavated enough to get six inches or 15 centimeters of air movement around the stem down to the flare. As they dug, I pruned small circling roots and a few that were actually girdling the stem. Your tree seems strengthened by that washboard growth and only slightly weakened by pressure and decay from the clay fill, I observed, showing Wanda our work. We can see the roots in this surrounding clay proliferating where there is more air and organic material near the trunk. The clay smells sour like anaerobic bacteria, so it is low in oxygen. We will examine the insect activity at these holes and the apparent infections at these lesions. 
That rough textured bark is facing the construction, so the likely cause is not kids carving their initials, as kids too often do to beech trees. I recommend the following treatments. Using a tool like a steel bar or this pick, aerate the remaining clay fill. Crack the soil well beyond the hole. Step two, inoculate with mycorrhizae. But Dendro, I heard that stuff was snake oil, coded challenge. Like you always say, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice, and those products may contain fungi that form mycorrhizae in association with tree roots, but they are not mycorrhizae. Anyway, how do we know it will help the tree? We don't, of course. Too many variables out here in the field. Chamomile pointed out as he stepped between my glare and my apprentice. Calm down, detective. Blokes down under also wonder. But adding good old compost remains the simplest and most effective way to improve soil biology. An unrestrained movement of air and water is vital to maintain a healthy plant and the soil food web itself. Soil aeration and inoculation with compost can only improve the subsoil, or at least do no harm. Thanks, mate. All true and more, I agreed. By transferring beech leaf compost and soil with fresh mycorrhizae from the undisturbed downhill side to the holes in the fill, we can extend the soil food web. Research done in Italy and shown at the ISA conference showed positive results from this procedure, which I first learned in Tiananmen Square from the legendary Chinese arborist Ru Trundip. Coded skepticism about treatments is good, but we are armed with science and research, and we'll carry on with that third tenet of ISA, preservation. So step three, further amend the soil based on the results of tests on the soil that Coded is putting in that box. Keep the flare area clear and have the crown structure assessed after the leaves fall. Annual examinations and treatments per need should keep the stem healthy. This tree demonstrates great resilience. Its prognosis is very good. Oh, that is wonderful. I'm so relieved that our beautiful tree will last with a little care. I'll be glad to have you back for annual inspections. Wanda smiled as she sighed. Coded filed our copy of the contract, I accepted payment for our hard work, and we climbed back into the truck. Well, hey, chamomile, Coded queried as he cranked down the window to cool off a bit. Maybe electrical impulses can stimulate reaction wood to form just like stomach muscles. Crocky, that's a corker of a theory, Dundee replied. Electricity that results from pressure is known as piezoelectricity. Piezo meaning to press or squeeze. This phenomenon may help explain the formation of reaction wood. We know the symplast can regulate the activities of the vascular cambium as electric or chemical signals advance in response to strain. It works in reverse, too. Coated perked up. So, an electrical field applied from an exercise belt can put pressure on muscles and make them toughen? Told you, Dendro. I want to study harmonic oscillations in trees, too. We could set up some intercontinental observations on oaks and ukes. The potential of electronics and biomechanics might attract interest from scientists and the tree fund. I'm still not sure about that belt. But you never know what we can learn from international cooperation, I agreed, steering into Dundee's driveway. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD7078 to complete the quiz. And stay tuned for the next one. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture.